720 WGN, like a bat out of hell. How about that, Kyle Reed? You ever heard that tune, bat out of hell? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Meatloaf, right? Yes! Very good. That's the name of the album, too. Uh, Kyle Reed is a UIC PhD student. But let me, uh, in all transparency, I've got a few notes here that Kyle sent, right? Because I'm not a bad expert. Professional, uh, yes. Well, of course. you got a pretty good speaking voice, too, there, Kyle. I mean, um, you could do this. If you're asking if I'm looking for a job, um, you know, let me finish this PhD first, and we can definitely talk. <laughs> okay, and he's quick. All right, so this is so, I love this. Uh, if I could get a recording of what we're doing here, this is a note he sent. That would be amazing. And a soundbite like, <clears throat> ready? <clears throat> this is John Records Landecker saying, save the bats. That oh, my be, goodness. That would be doubly amazing, but, I sure, but I'm sure he can charge for those. No. What do you think this is? Yeah, I got a UIC PhD student who wants me to say what I just said. I don't know. I'll have to call my agent and see how much that's worth. No, I'm glad to do it. Now you've got it, right? I, is that gonna I appreciate help? it. He, is that going to help? It will absolutely you? help. How so? <laughs> hey, people don't realize how important bats are. Can I ask you? You're not much of a bat expert yourself, you said? Right. Yes. No, I'm and not. that's the issue. Not, okay. not many people are, you know. People get older, they go into birding, but there's not many people looking at bats and just saying, save the bats, care about the bats, you know. Okay. Pay attention Let's... to these bats, that's important. Let's get a little background here. You dropped out of high school in 2009 as a sophomore. Yeah. Somehow, so, and then you somehow got to Santa Cruz, Jamaica, and Costa Rica. How'd that happen? Uh, an amazing, uh, amazing advisor at Community College. I'm not sure how familiar you are with the community college system here in Chicago, but we've got a mm. great community college system oh, no. to help people. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, we do have that system. And um, I have an amazing professor named Oliver Pergams who said, hey, man, you're pretty smart. What do you want to do for a living? And I had no clue. You know, growing up on the south side, I only knew what my parents did. Uh, You know, child care, management, that kind of vibe. And I said, I like animals. Is there any way to get paid messing with animals? And sure enough, there is. Um, You said my degree, batology. Um, No, wildlife biology. It's, It's really a field. Um, and they're looking for people from diverse backgrounds, and that's how I managed to get in there. Um, you tell people, hey, I want to research bats. I started at the Field Museum um, local uh, with Bruce Patterson, amazing researcher there. Um, once I had my bona fides, people thought I was you know, a real scientist. Okay, he's done some work. He's measured some skulls. Um, I got to go to Costa Rica and work on how bats uh, behave over there. There's an interesting behavior where the males will um, put some materials in their wings and wave it in your face. Um, we can talk about what that is off the air. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's crazy. And then, uh, got to mark their territory, right? Yo, go. Um, no doubt. Yeah. That's, that's a real science paper. You can go read that. Um, oh, and then, sure. um, also, uh, in Jamaica, the issues we have with, um, invasive cats there, there's an issue with invasive cats, you know, people in cities, they want cats, they bring their cats and the cats get loose. They go outside wild, they go into the mines and there's endangered bats in Jamaica, um, at risk because of cats. So, yeah, I managed to go and get involved in all these projects because my goal is, you know, just save the world, protect the bats. And there's a reason for it, man. If I can tell you why bats are so important, I'd love to. Well, of course, but just let me finish. So you have oh, to course. you have to graduate. You have to have an undergraduate degree first before you can be a graduate student, don't you? Absolutely. I got my GED. Um, I went to uh-huh. community college courses. And then I um, went to IIT for a little while and then finally UIC to get my undergraduate.
And that's where you are now, working on your PhD, correct? I came right back, yep. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, take it away, man. Give us the pitch, so to speak. Oh, on bats. Man, absolutely. Um, The reason I love bats, and I was confused at this first, right? I'm from the south side of Chicago. I'm a bagger at Jewel Osco. I'm doing nothing with my life. And someone says, yeah, here's $5,000, study some bats. And I'm confused. I'm like, man, where did you get this money? What, What kind of mob situation am I signing up for? And it turns out bats are super, super important in a city, um, actually in, in the entire United States. $3.7 billion is saved in pesticides because of bats. You got to imagine if bats went extinct, we would have no one to get rid of all these insects that otherwise are doing terrible damage to our farms. So we don't have to deal with all the poison runoff. We don't have to deal with any of that mess going into our rivers, going all the way down to the Gulf of Mexico. The work bats do for our ecology that we don't even recognize. They call it ecosystem services are amazing. Um, and that's the thing is that there's so many different types of bats. You got your bug eaters, you got your wannabe, uh, wannabe hummingbirds that pollinate flowers, just like a bee would. They literally shove their nose in a flower, get that pollen all over them. And of course, you know, you've heard of guano, I'm sure. Oh, in fact, I was going to say bat guano previously, but I decided not to. Yeah, I've heard of it. (laughs) Um, yeah, bat guano crazy, um, a pretty common phrase. And that's because it's worth a lot of money. It's very high quality, um, soil, um, fertilizer. And on top of it, it's filled with seeds for those bats that eat fruit. So there's islands over by uh, Japan where the only reason there's trees on those islands is because a bat decided to let the Browns go to the Super Bowl right over that island. <laughs> and now you've got life, you've got animals, you've got all kinds of stuff popping up uh, where there was previously nothing. So somebody told me I could study these cool little, you know, meatloaf, uh, you know, way to meet goth girls kind of animal. Yeah. And yeah. I found out I was able to make some money doing it. And you know, happily married now, but it's been great. Oh, okay. So that me meeting girls did work. Oh, absolutely. Now uh, wait, the, the girls how, how does the that work? Oh, wait a minute. How, they do. Oh, absolutely. If you show them the right ones. All right. There's 1,400 bat species that we know of right now. And some yeah. of them are the cutest little dog faced <laughs> ones. They make little barks. If you look up a picture of a uh, banana, a, a bat eating a banana on TikTok or YouTube right now, man, you will melt somebody's heart. Well, what do you know about that? Never would have occurred to me. In a, wouldn't occur <laughs> to me in a million years. We're talking to Kyle Reed. He's a UIC PhD student who is motivated by saving the world and saving the bats. Uh, what would you say? And and. Make sure that you get in everything that you want to get in, even if I fail to ask you. Just say, wait a minute, I want to talk about something, and then go ahead. But I just want to ask, what do you think the most, what's the biggest misconceptions about bats that the public has? I mean, I I think they have a PR problem. Yeah, I think bats have a PR problem, first of all. I don't think most folks consider bats to be friendly or worthwhile. I mean, there are, Mm -hmm. I played a trailer from a horror movie from, I think it was the early nineties called bats. And all it was, it was nothing but bats attacking people. And the voiceover guy going, you're their dinner. You know, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) there's gotta be some misconceptions. Don't you think about bats? Absolutely. Absolutely. And man, if you'd have asked me this pre COVID, I would have said it's the idea that bats care about you at all. Um, bats are like many, many, many animals in this world are lazy until they're motivated by hunger or breeding. Mm. Bats mm-hmm. do not need to compete with us with breeding and they don't need to compete with us for food. They would love to leave us alone and let us keep making garbage piles and light bulbs that bugs go by. 
so they can keep snatching food up there. Now, it's the idea that they were somehow responsible for COVID. Um, bats get sick. If somebody decides to interact with them or whatever the situation is with that, you can't blame an animal for getting sick. Um, so that would be mine on that. Right. However, when it does come to some disease, rabies, that's a legitimate fear. Um, 92% of rabies causes in the United States do come from bats. So if you see a bat in your house, in your area, they should not want to mess with you. They're only motivated by food and love. Leave that bat alone. Call 311. Get that bat out of there. They're motivated by food and love? Absolutely. Breeding and eating. That's the only two things. I get you. That, yeah, I get the breeding part. I thought, if I go to a bat and say, I love you, the, oh, never mind. Uh, we'll do more with Kyle. Oh, no, not romance. <laughs> right after right after this on 720 WGN. 720 <laughs> WGN. John Landegger with Kyle Reed, UIC PhD student who's out to save the bats and save the world. You know, Kyle, I yeah. have a smattering of knowledge about higher education. My father was a university professor and had a PhD in sociology. Now, I know to have a PhD... And to get your PhD, whatever it is in, I believe you have to have a thesis. Is that correct? That is correct. That is part what, of the process. What's your thesis? Awesome. All right. So Chicago as a city, it turns out historically. You know, I went on all those adventures in Jamaica, the, the Costa Rica, and I was in Santa Cruz when a great advisor, Winifred Frick, um, she's one of the researchers of Bat Conservation International. She said, if you love Chicago, you love your home city so much, See if there's anything interesting going on with bats there. Turns out Chicago, because we were built in a prairie, right? We were built as the city in the garden. Yes. We brought all these trees and all these parks with us here. Humans put all this here. This is not natural. So outside of, outside of Chicago, you would not expect to see that many bats because there's just simply not that many trees. However, inside the city, I'm monitoring it. We have all these parks. We have all these forests. We have all these backyards. And indeed, because of that, we have all these bats. There is a chance that bats like the city more than they like the um, more rural areas outside of the city. So I'm just trying to show that bats are like me. They're supposed to be in the cities. And, well, how does... Okay, so the thesis is that bats like being in cities. Would that be... They don't. Only Chicago. They like being in Chicago because we've got the trees for them. Only Not Chicago. Not only Chicago, but basically most other cities have... And I mean, it, it, we are the only scientifically... Like, the only city to my knowledge, where research has been done that shows oh. that bats prefer a more urban environment to a more rural one when one yeah. is available. And that's so because how, those more rural environments don't have trees. So how do you go about proving your thesis? I get to go out there to all these wonderful parks we have in the Illinois area, um, yeah. from right in the middle of the city to McHenry County, and I get to stand out there like a goofball with a microphone and listen for bats. <laughs> And, man, as far as jobs go, it beats cutting deli meat. I mean, well, it is not bad. I get to stand out there, enjoy the weather. Um, and every single day I come home, I've got new information on what kind of bats were flying out that night. And, with, you know, the hope, the dream is to um, catch some more of one specific bat, my favorite bat, which has uh, had a bit of uh, hard luck recently. What's the favorite bat? Myotis lucifugis. It's the uh, little brown bat. Basically, this guy's like, it was the king of the north. Of, of North America for the longest time. And then here's a real horror movie for you, right? Take yourself back 2000. And I think this is like 12. 
you're in your cave just hanging out like a bat with your big old bat family hibernating because it's cold as hell outside. And then all of a sudden, you feel your nose is just clogged up. And you have to get that out. You get it out. But now you're awake. And bats love to hibernate. So because they can't stay asleep, what happens is they get up and they go out. And you might have seen this more recently as our winters are getting warmer. Um, you might be seeing, uh, like, raccoons out in the middle of uh, January or something like that. You might be seeing birds that shouldn't be around around because the weather's just a little bit too warm for them. These bats were going out, and there was nothing for them to eat. The disease is called white nose syndrome. It's caused by a fungus that grows on their nose, and it made them all leave their cave when it was too cold for them to leave their cave. We are seeing some caves that are facing 99% die-off. This was before my time even. This was in 2016 to now. So Myotis lucifugis is one of the bats that was hit hardest by this. Um, Really tough time because it's a very social bat, very small bat, and it loves its nap time. So... (laughs) um, when the disease finally ran its way through, the few bats we have of Myotis lucifugis, you're not going to believe this. The current running hypothesis is the fat bat theory. We think that the ones that survived were the fattest ones, and that's how you survive an apocalypse, was being so fat, you just didn't get up to go eat in the middle of January. Um, so th- crazy this story is here. F- this is a fungus that's, uh, that, that develops in the bat? Yes, this came from Europe. Um, it came about two decades ago was like the first um, seeing of it, like 2006. Um, but it got into Illinois really bad in 2000, uh, like 12 to 16. Um, and what it does is it grows on their nose. We have just the right kind of uh, environment. You know how invasive species grow. They just, they find some niche that doesn't exist in their current environment and they exploit it, like kudzu, uh, those zebra mussels, all of these. They found a niche that was bat noses. And they found out that if they go in those bat noses in the middle of the night, um, not in the middle of the night, but in the middle of winter, Mm-hmm. And they just grow there. They can grow and wake these bats up. And it causes the bat to die, but it causes the fungus to spread. Well, which brings up the question, can that fungus be transferred to humans? No, 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 no. We don't need to worry about a fungus. Um, it's, oh, you know, too okay. slow growing for us. Um, I don't think you'd be asleep that long, but maybe you take some serious naps. No, no. I just thought, wow, a fungus that's been released well, into the atmosphere, for lack of a better term, by bats. I'm just wondering yep. what the fallout from that is, for lack of a better term. It just sort Absolutely. of Absolutely. And no, this one, it's, um, it's spreading in the caves. We know that it's spreading in the caves, and it needs that cave environment. you got enough free air out here. So, million would have to be very small. So, how long, how much uh, more time do you think you're going to be spending before you're ready to submit your thesis to whoever reviews these things for the PhD? Yes. Um, I've got an awesome team. Um, Angie Salas and, uh, uh, Roberta Mason gamer at UIC. They're my advisors. They're going to help me, uh, handle this information. And hopefully by next summer, we're going to have our first results in our first, these are what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to add one more chapter. Um, about how parks in Chicago are being utilized by people as well. Um, I have, you know, the information on how parks are being used by the bats. I want to see if I can compare that to how they're being used by the people. And then we can use that information to get me my PhD and, you know, hopefully on to teaching from there. I was wondering, would that be an appropriate time for you to run for mayor? Oh, man. Um, (laughs) You know, if the people need someone like me to stand up (laughs) and look after them, I would not deny the opportunity to take care of my fellow man. I had a sneak and suspicion. You know, you've got to stay in touch with us. I, I gotta, we gotta follow you. You know what I mean? Hey, you've got options. Um, my website is read about bats, spelled like my name, R E I D 
So mm-hmm. Google might tell you you're spelling it wrong, but tell Google they're an idiot. R-E-I-D <laughs> about bats. Um, that's my website. And then me and my um, cousin, we actually, I'm not sure how um, hot TikTok is on the AM radio front, but uh, if you happen to be in your car, listen to the, uh, you know, you're scrolling through your TikToks right now. Yeah. Go ahead and search Super Cybros, like Super Mario Bros, and you'll find us. Um, right now, actually, if you go there, you're going to see a bat that is so rare, Wikipedia doesn't have a picture of it. Wow. Kyle, we're out of time. Thanks for being with us. The best of luck to you.